I'm assuming most of your listeners are female. Mm -hmm. We all know who really runs the world. Like, (laughs) it looks like it's men, but, like, I'm sorry. If we all decided to go on strike and not do anything, like, the world would come to a halt. Like, come on. That's true. It's, we gotta, like, take some accountability for this. Yes. And, like, it's, I saw my mutual funds go up by 14% last year, and I was like, oh, that's damn sexy. That I put that money in and I made $8,000 last year for doing nothing <laughs> is great. Actually, I was invested in entertainment, which is like Netflix, Amazon. Oh, good for you. And the Health Sciences Fund. That went up last year, too. My financial planner is like, has a crystal ball or something. You're listening to the Embrace Simplified podcast where you will be inspired to unlock simpler, healthier ways to live your life. I'm a corporate ladder climber turned entrepreneur on a mission to help busy women feel their best. I'm bringing you real conversation with all my favorites. And we're talking wellness, relationships, money, business, career, and even parenting. I want you to laugh and cry, learn and grow right alongside me. I'm your host, Kirsty. Let's keep it real. Pour your coffee and turn it up. Together, we are going to simplify our life. Guys, I'm really excited to bring you this episode with Ashley Sorokis. We are going to talk all about entrepreneurship, launching a website, building a beautiful brand, and blogging. And it's also going to appeal to the woman that has a tiny whisper of a business idea. I want you guys to imagine yourselves three years in the future. If you have a product-based business, how have you taken it online? If you have a corporate job, how have you added additional revenue for your family by taking something online? I love Ashley's programs. They're extremely simple to follow and they make a huge impact on your business. Now, this conversation went everywhere. We were talking about retirement for solopreneurs. We were talking about her struggles with anxiety, and I love how hopeful and inspiring her story is. But we also got real with business, and I think you're going to really love her unfiltered and raw approach to all the topics that we discussed. So pour yourself a larger than normal coffee for this episode because we are going to dig in to some topics that I know you guys are going to find tons of value in. Guys, I'm really excited to chat with Ashley today. Ashley and I originally met through our essential oil business and then quickly Ashley became this go-to person for me to direct anybody I was working with to her blog posts. That is the way that I really connected with you. Before I knew you, I was like reading all your Pinterest boards and all your blogs because you get so real with and so detailed. So I'm really excited to bring some of that realness to the podcast. So thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. I'm so honored. So tell us a little bit about what you do, who you work with, how you got into this. Ooh, how I got into this. That's a long story because I started as a holistic nutritionist and my degree is not in nutrition in any way, shape or form. I did a five-year BSc, Bachelor of Science in Geophysics. 
I was going to go down to the States and I was going to do my PhD. And then I got sick and we couldn't figure out what it was. You know, that was when my doctor literally told me as a 23-year-old woman who he had cared for his entire life. He had been my very primary practitioner since birth, said to me, are you sure it's not all in your head? And that was the first time that I had experienced the traditional medical system not working. And I hadn't had really any health issues up until then. Turns out it was food allergies and it took like a year and a half of me feeling really badly to the point where I gave up my scholarship. I decided not to, you know, fully funded PhD scholarship at MIT, like prestigious, right? And I gave it up. And after figuring out and working with a naturopath to do the food allergies and starting to feel better, I realized I wanted to help other people who maybe had to make a drastic change. This was God, this was 2007. So this was like 13 years ago. So there weren't gluten-free sections at the grocery store. There were not organic sections at the grocery store. There was maybe if you lived in a big enough city with a good health food store that actually had health food in it, you could get some gluten-free things through that. But I wanted to provide some hope for these people who had to figure out how to eat all over again. And I contemplated becoming a dietitian because that's all that I knew with my university education. But I found out about becoming a registered holistic nutritionist. And I did that through the Canadian School of Natural Nutrition. So I graduated in 2008 as an RHN. And I had never had experience as an entrepreneur. I'd been a professional student with a part-time job at a bank up until then. So of course, just open up the doors. You know, if you build it, they will come didn't do any marketing, didn't do it, was paying, you know, $500 almost a month in rent because I thought I needed to rent an office in a health food store and was making no money. Like I made some money, but I wasn't making enough money. We had just gotten engaged. We were getting ready to get married. And I was like, oh, I think I have to get like a real job. So I ended up working at the Estee Lauder counter at the Sears. No, you didn't. I did. I applied makeup to old ladies. No way. Like that was all that was coming into Sears in my mall, my small, really crappy mall in my hometown. And then I was still doing my practice on the side. So I had hired and started learning that you can hire things like business coaches and started learning about putting programs together and sending out blogs and newsletters and having a website and all of these things. And it was at that point I got pregnant. And when my son was born, first of all, I was really sick in my pregnancy, sick the whole time. And when my son was born, we had to be in the hospital with him for four and a half months. So I didn't have the option when I came back. I had kind of decided we had paid off my student debt. And I was like, I'd really like to make a real go at my business. And so I invested in another business coach. I took Marie Forleo's B-School and I learned about real marketing and, and picking an ideal client and, you know, developing a program around that. And I started developing some online programs, which I'd never done before. My very first offering, because I didn't know if my audience was going to be even understand what this was, was a 21 day meal plan that I sold digitally. And that was just my experiment of like, will my audience even buy stuff online? Because this was back in like 2014, 2013, 2014. Wow. And so it wasn't like it wasn't as common. A huge thing. It wasn't a common yeah. thing. And so they did. Like it wasn't a ton of money, but it was enough for me to go like, okay, I have this thing online. 
and they understand it enough that they trust me enough that they purchased it. So that's when I started developing online programs. And I had a program called Mama Mojo. I did that. all about like hormones, <laughs> and, right? Like, yeah. I, and I put a lot of, like I built a, well, paid for a custom website, custom membership site. Like if I'm going to do something, it's going to be like level 100. <laughs> and I don't even know how to do anything at not level 100. Let's put it that way. That's about when I decided I really like the business part of it. I love talking about all of this. And I also started doing essential oils. And because my website was so custom, I couldn't change anything on it. I couldn't even go in and change a paragraph of writing. And I knew pretty well like the back end of WordPress. And so I was like, the only options is to pay the people I already paid many thousands of dollars more when I already put all the money that I owed on my line of credit was for that website that I now needed to do some changes on. And I just decided, screw it, like, I'm just going to delete the website and I'm going to build a new one. And I'm going to build it on a platform that I know how to use. And in building that, I had so much fun. And this might be the control freak in me. This might be why I like graphic design, because like, I can move things one pixel at a time. Like, if I am just like, you know, I can be very detail oriented. And along that way, I knew that I had an email list of people. I had about 2,000 people on my email list at the time because I did 30-day Calm Mom Challenge, which really took off organically. So I had tried, you know, a challenge. I had been blogging for a while. I had, you know, free opt-ins on my website. I had been blogging regularly for, for a good amount of time. And I knew that if I wanted to switch niches, okay, like I need to develop an audience. I need to blog and offer some freebies and show them that I really know what I'm doing. And that was around when essential oils started. And so I was starting that business as well. And it just went from like, you know, two, three years of consistently blogging about the same things to really understand what people needed help with. And that's where I landed on, you know, no one really knows how to build websites using really easy to use software and how to do some graphic design and how to brand themselves. So it's kind of what I do in my business is I experiment with all of these different things before I share them with you guys. I never talk about stuff. And now that I've landed on helping people really with understanding marketing and branding and websites, because that's the foundation of your business. I've realized as someone who is very easily burnt out and overwhelmed in my business, because I just, I like to do a lot. I like to produce a lot. I'm very creative. But if you don't have the systems underneath it to capture the leads, to capture the traffic, to turn them into email subscribers, to turn them into paying clients without you having to have, you know, days long conversations or getting on the phone for an hour or two with every single person that you're thinking of working with, like there are so many hours in the day and eventually you're going to run out of time. So eventually you either need to invest in systems that can do some of that work for you. And so I help people set up those systems so that you can do the work that you really need to do. Like to create a new program that you're going to help tens or dozens or hundreds of people with, and you're going to help them with whether it's health issues or life issues or business issues or whatever it is, you have to have the time and space to be able to do that, to create that container for them. And if you're doing all of these things on your to-do list that are filling up your entire schedule, you're not actually going to get to the income producing activities. Okay. So if we have people that are listening that are entrepreneurs, I think they're going to be like, oh, wow. Okay. I can totally see how she might help me or how your programs might help them. What if you were talking to somebody who's kind of had a whisper, they think they might want to do something online, or they're seeing that they might need to transition away from working corporate or full-time hours. Mm -hmm. What would you tell them? Because you have done that 
and mm-hmm. you've also evolved your brand and business a few times. What would oh you tell God! Them? So Do you have any times. advice for them right now if they're thinking about this? I honestly would say just start. So for me, I was working my five days full time. You know. 37 and a half or 40 hours or whatever you want to call full time when I was working at the bank before I got pregnant with my son. And I did not have enough time to work on my business as I knew it. Mind you, again, I had no children. When I said I didn't think I had any time, I look back now and I'm like, I want to smack that 27 year old version of myself who didn't think she had any time. Like, come on. But I went to my manager and just said, hey, do you think, mind you, we could afford it for me to go down to four days a week of work? And I said to her, you know, I'd really love, and they knew I had a business. As working at a bank, I had to submit like a conflict of interest form, letting them know what my business was, that I wasn't like stealing or talking about my business or finding clients through my work at the bank. So they knew of my business, they supported it. And I went to them and said, like, I'd really love, if possible, to reduce my hours. And I was so nervous about that conversation. They were like, actually, we're looking for a way to cut some time out of people and we didn't want to reduce someone else's hours. So that actually works out perfectly for us. And I said, I would really love it if it could be a set day of the week so that if I have clients that I'm working with, I can tell them like our appointments have to be on Wednesdays. And I know that I'm going to have every Wednesday off. And they were like, yeah, we're fine with that. And I asked for that. Now, if you cannot do that, like if you want it hard enough, you're going to have to do it in your spare time. It's going to have to be, and I did an interview in November with one of my students from my course. She is a mom of seven, works full time, and still runs her business on the side. And she's like, I get up every day at five. I work until 7 a.m. And my family knows that Saturdays are for my business. But she still has a very fulfilled life otherwise and didn't look haggard and burnt out when I talked to her. So, And yeah, it's even after a year of COVID, right? Like almost a year of COVID. So, you know, it just comes down to what do you want? And you can start small. If you think you want to dabble in something, I think one of the easiest ways to start is, now I don't always recommend this for everyone, but if you're just dabbling and you're not quite sure yet and you don't quite know if you have a serious business, start on something like Instagram or Facebook. I mean, Facebook is a different ideal client, but Instagram, I think, covers quite a large age range at this point. Even my mom's on Instagram. So like, (laughs) even if you have an older ideal client, but start posting education. If you're considering starting a business, you have some sort of expertise. You might not think that it's expertise, but you are probably one year, three years, or five years ahead of someone else that wants to get to wherever you are in whatever you want to educate or teach people or help people with. Just start making some posts on Instagram. Start playing with Canva, which is a really user-friendly graphic design program. You can get templates that you can purchase off of Creative Market for like $20 or $30, which if you are working full-time, chances are you can afford $20 or $30 to play around with some templates and it will save you hours. And just start posting and just start learning. Okay, I'm on Instagram. What does it mean to post? What are these Instagram stories? How do I use hashtags? And just start Googling. Like Googling is your friend. It's never a lack of resources. It's a lack of resourcefulness. And the number one thing that will make you successful as an entrepreneur is just saying, I will figure this out. And also like not being afraid to, there are certain parts of things that you're going to need to pay for if you're working full time, (laughs) like investing in, if you don't have the time to search it out and figure it out, that's why programs like yours exist. So tell us a little bit about Brand Build Blog and the other amazing things that you're working on. Yeah, so Brand Mill Blog is a course that teaches mainly health practitioners, but really there's lots of niches that have taken the program, how to brand your business, build your website, and blog so that you can build your business on autopilot. 
So what I'm teaching you is visual branding. What colors are you using? What fonts? What does your logo look like? That makes you look hella professional and it does not take a lot of skill and you do not have to have a design background once you know the process to follow. And building the website, again, same thing. I literally have 148 videos in the course where you just point and click. Like if you can order off Amazon Prime, you can build your own website. (laughs) I guarantee it. I guarantee it. And then the blogging part is the part that everyone kind of skips over and it's actually the secret of the course. That's the part that will give your business longevity, that will bring in new clients, that will get new email subscribers. It's not the sexy part. The sexy part is, ooh, look at my nice shiny new website. The sexy part is creating an Instagram post that goes viral. That's sexy. Blogging and writing for six hours and then sending an email to your newsletter, not sexy, but that's actually what will create the income the sustainable income for you. So my course really is a teaser and the base foundation of a lot of different marketing strategies. And I have a new program coming out where that's what I'm doing. It's almost like Brand Build Blog 2.0, where it is me giving you personal feedback on your website, your copywriting, your design to make sure your website looks high end so you can raise your prices. And then we're going more into depth into these timeless marketing strategies. So if you've been making content for Instagram and it's not doing anything. Why is that? You know, we need to create shareable content. We need to create strategic content. We also need to create it in a way that is sustainable for you. That is not going to burn you out. We also go into Pinterest because that's this nice organic growth that no one really, not a lot of people use in the background. And then we go into the acceleration part, which is creating a quiz or a webinar funnel. And Ooh. that's where we're getting into the selling on the autopilot. That's everything sexy. that we do. It's, it's a sexy <laughs> course. Again, it's all systems based, right? Like it's setting up a system that once you have the systems going, it takes one tenth of the energy. And I think that it's interesting because I think sometimes people have an idea and they hesitate because they think they need to have a huge investment of money to get that idea off the ground or you know, that they're not going to have the time. But I think that if you had an idea, especially now for an online business of some kind, that something like a brand build blog course to get your foundation, like you talked about, like the house of your walls set up, and even just start writing and sharing with people so that your audience is growing, is something that you can be doing in the background with little, really affordable ways to get started in business. Because And especially if you think oh, this is something that I need to go back to school. I find that's very common with women is if you want to maybe help people with health and you might be experienced in it yourself, you know, firsthand experience for the last five years and you go, well, I can't help people with an actual program until I go and become a health coach. I get certified as a holistic nutritionist or a health coach. And I'm like, why? Okay, first of all, okay, this is just a confidence issue, right? Unless it's actually a legitimate issue with insurance, and you require insurance for something, and the insurance company's like, you have to be X, Y, and Z certified, that's different. Most of the time, it's like me paying $20,000 to pay for my website to be hired out. And you know what was so funny is in the middle of that process of hiring all that out, my gut was telling me, why are you not talking about business stuff? But no, we built the $20,000 website all talking about health everything, nothing business on there, and that's when literally 12 months later, I was like, like this, that was a waste. So you can, if you do decide to go back to school, if you do decide to take time to, for whatever reason, you can be blogging. 
you can develop the website. You can be building an email list. You don't, it's fine. Yeah, I love that. Okay, so one of the things that Ashley does, and you guys are going to all find out where to follow her and all the details about the course in the show notes, but she creates very unique, original content. And it's noisy online right now, right? And we're all just like wanting, we're wanting to be entertained. And your content really stands out. Can you tell us a little bit about... Do you think it does? Because I, again, constantly, I am a person that, and this is what I even do with web design or branding or anything. I tend to need to get inspiration from other people. And I'll take maybe a part from there and a part from there and a part from there. And I'll put it together in a way that feels authentic to me. I don't ever rip anyone off. But I mean, it's kind of like recipes. Like, is there really an original recipe in the world anymore? No, it's just different iterations of the same ingredients, right? I also think, and this is like my passion, is like really, really knowing your audience and your customer. I think you have done way more than the average entrepreneur to understand who you're talking to. And I think sometimes when content gets complicated or surface level or messy or people are just like, I don't know what to say online, it's because they don't know who they're talking to. And you know, you know exactly who your customer is. I know that because I've done your brand build blog and I've seen the detail in which you have poured into knowing your audience. So yeah. And like, of course, I want to cut corners. Like, I don't want to spend all this time creating all this stuff. But I know my ideal client doesn't know how to do that thing. So if I skip those corners, they're not going to get a result. I'm not going to get a good testimonial. They're not going to tell their friends. about. It's like, it's only going to hurt me if I skip those corners. And also, I think when if your ideal audience is you, it's about being okay and also having to be very self-aware. Because if you are your ideal client, you have to be vulnerable enough with yourself to voice your fears with yourself first before you can give a voice to that for other people. I've always been that person that shared too much to my own detriment most of the time, but talked about anxiety, talks about relationships not being perfect, talks about like financials. Like again, it was I was raised in a bank family and worked at a bank. So I have no problem talking about money. I think that you have really come out of your shell and helped a lot of people by talking openly about your anxiety. And so I wanted to hear more about how that has been for you to share so openly and and also just how are you doing? I'm doing great. Over the years, there have been times where it doesn't matter what I do. It's been this just burdening weight that's just killing me. And A lot of it stems from, in the beginning, was stemming from trauma with my son being born and us spending so much time in the hospital. Over the years, and I don't know why I still don't pay attention to this, my anxiety, when it's unwarranted, like when I'm in a stressful situation, anxiety is a natural thing. I'm talking, I will have it just waking up in the morning and I like can't get off the couch without hyperventilating. That's unwarranted. That's when I know my, for me, it's very physiological, which I think is why... I'm okay talking about it is because, and I've never really had like suicidal thoughts. For me, it's not like, I know I'm doing it. I know I'm being ridiculous. I just can't stop it. Like it's so somatic in my body. What has really helped was I hired someone and she's a CBT therapist, a cognitive behavioral therapist, which I have done before in a more traditional medical setting. And it wasn't that great. It was in a group setting, which when I have anxiety, like I'm the wounded dog that goes in the corner and is like, don't pay attention to me. So for me to be put in a group setting like that, I don't think was the greatest experience. I was pretty young when that happened, but doing it one-on-one and doing breath work 
and actually resetting my nervous system. In the past year, when everyone else has had the most anxiety from COVID, I'm like, shit, I don't have a reason to leave the house. This is great. <laughs> like, I was just like, I was, my anxiety the past year has been virtually non-existent. I have not wow. had one panic attack. It's really hard with anxiety because there can be lots of different reasons. Some of it is traumatic based for some people. Some of it's entirely traumatic based. Some of it is very physically based and it happens to be from burnout or something else. Some of it is actual nutrient imbalances in the brain. We've heard of all the people that respond really well to, you know, maybe B vitamin therapy, things like that. I am on medication very proudly now. I fought it tooth and nail for so long. For two years, I used CBD oil because I didn't want to be the person who was so weak that they had to use medication. Oh, that's how you looked at it. That's that's how I looked at it. That is what the wellness industry did to me after 10 years. I know I'm not the only one to think that. Since going on medication, and that was not an easy transition, yeah, I don't, I don't, who wants to be on medication? I don't think anyone wants to be on medication, but I have my life back. I'm able to actually sit and have a conversation with you without having a panic attack. I could actually eat lunch before I talk to you because it goes to my stomach every time. And I was down to like a hundred pounds. Now, I'm not that much more now, but I've realized, I think it was my body in fight or flight just because I needed to eat more. And I wasn't anorexic or bulimic or anything. It was literally just, I would eat and I would feel sick to my stomach for four to six hours. So I would eat like the bare minimum so that I would feel less sick. Like my entire life was ruled by anxiety. anxiety. Wow. It must feel really, really good to get it to a place where it doesn't rule your life. It is. It's, it's still there, but it's manageable. I think it's really powerful, everything that you shared, because I think it's very relatable to a lot of women right now. I don't think a lot of women are talking about being really anxious around going to something simple like getting groceries. So I think, mm -hmm. I hope that people are taking away that there's hope and that you might need to think about doing something that you haven't tried yet, but that yes. your story sh should absolutely be one of hope because it was only a couple of years ago that I saw you posting about, you know, pulling over on the side of the highway and not being able to go any further. Oh, and yeah, so wow, thank you so much for being vulnerable and sharing that with us. Because you're welcome. I love it. It's we not weak. You're not weak. If you no, medication. absolutely it's not the best thing ever. And I'm not a zombie guys. Like, <laughs> I still have the feelings, you know? Wow, we covered it all. So I really appreciate yeah. your time. Ashley, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Thanks for listening to Embrace Simplified, the podcast. I hope you picked up some inspiration today and that you take action to feel your best. Can you guys do me a solid? If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review. It helps more people find the podcast. If you know someone who needs to hear this episode, shoot them a text right now and share it. I love getting those notes from friends. And I also love seeing where you're listening from. So please keep tagging us online at Embrace Simplified. Don't forget to subscribe so you can catch new episodes as they drop. Until next time, I'm your host, Kirsty. Remember, you have it in you to simplify your life.